0: Rumors are spreading that the Boston Red Sox might shop Kenley Jansen, but it might not make a whole lot of sense for the team. Find out why on today's Locked On Red Sox. You are Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Red Sox, your daily Boston Red Sox podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gabby Hurlbutt, former ESPN social media associate and current host of the Boston Balling Podcast, and I am here to bring you the latest in all things Boston Red Sox, no matter what that might entail, straight to your favorite podcast feed, For free, no matter what. And honestly, if you're not taking advantage of three free things in life, I really don't know what you're doing. So you might as well take advantage of the fact that it's free and start your day off right by tuning into the show. Locked On is your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's a hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com/lockdown to get started. Welcome to another episode of the show where we sit and wonder what do the Red Sox do next. The moves that they've made so far this off have truly come out of nowhere. There hasn't been a whole lot of reporting for the moves that they made. Like when they traded Alex Verdugo, I kept saying it would be a good idea to trade him. But there was no reports going around of, oh, the Red Sox are likely to move Verdugo. Then they signed Tyler O'Neal, seemingly out of the blue, just traded for him. And that was... Another one that just kind of came randomly but needed to happen because they got that outfield productivity back that they lost with Verdugo. And then these most recent moves of signing Giolito and trading Chris Sale, both again came out of nowhere. I mean, Lucas Giolito was a pitcher I kind of expected the Red Sox to at least be somewhat interested in, but I didn't think that they would actually pull the trigger and trade Chris Sale and that they'd actually find a legitimate trade partner for him. So who really knows at this point what's going on in the Red Sox front offices heads, what kinds of ideas they're coming up with? Because we can't sit here and say that they're not in discussion with anybody and they're not doing anything because obviously things are happening and the Red Sox are just preferring to keep it on the down low, which is always a good idea especially because if you're trying to negotiate with a free agent, it could be a turnoff if everybody's knowing your business and knowing that player's business. So I'm sure when Lucas Giolito signed with the Red Sox, he probably liked that everything was kind of kept hush-hush. And that trade the Red Sox were able to initiate with the Cardinals for Tyler O'Neill, they gained a solid piece there. And I'm sure the Cardinals like doing business with them because it's hard when everybody knows the conversations that you're having. So who knows what's next for the Red Sox. But one thing I can say is that it seems like we're turning the page a little bit with this Red Sox team. It seems like there's a little bit more of a direction in terms of where they're wanting to go. Chris Sale at the end of the day wasn't part of the future of what this team needed. And Lucas Giolito comes in, and I have a couple takeaways from things that really resonated with me that he said on Wednesday that I think is a promising sign for the Red Sox and this fan base. He said that he really appreciates the fan base and wants to put in a hundred percent effort to give the fan base and the Boston Red Sox organization the best version of himself that he can. And that speaks volumes to his attitude and how hard he's going to work. That's something that I was saying, I'm going to miss about Chris Sale is that work ethic, that he had and that drive to just constantly wanna get better and improve. And it seems like Giolito is coming here with open arms fully embracing the opportunity to be in a Boston Red Sox uniform and he's saying I'm going to do what it takes to be the best version of myself that I can be for everybody involved here. In this organization. And that's the type of guys you want in the clubhouse guys who are passionate and excited about being here and getting their chance. And Giolito has a chance to turn things around and pitch really well in an organization that's one of the most spotlighted and historic franchises in baseball. And if he can come in here and pitch well, the fan base will absolutely adore him. So he has the right attitude to be able to succeed upon coming to Boston, and that's absolutely huge. Another thing that he said that I really liked was that he said he really is a fan of Andrew Bailey and has been in contact with him over the last few weeks. That goes back to the fact that Andrew Bailey was a good hire for this Boston Red Sox pitching staff. They had to revamp their coaching staff in general. But to bring in somebody to work with the pitchers who is incredibly knowledgeable and seemingly can relate to the guys and help improve players. Is huge. And Bailey has a proven track record based on his time in San Francisco. And if he can come into Boston and follow that same pattern that he followed in San Francisco in the way that he was able to analyze these players and really figure out what needs to be done to get them onto the right track to be successful, then I feel like he can work with Lucas Giolito and improve his game to the point where Giolito can be a reliable. Option out of the rotation for Boston. Now, obviously there's nothing guaranteed. There could take time for him to acclimate to playing in Boston. Not every player is cut out to play in Boston and it's hard for opposing players sometimes to come in here and be able to feel comfortable at Fenway Park pitching And then if they put on a Red Sox uniform for the first time, it might be a new experience for them. And that could be the case. But I feel like the fact that Giolito has that connection already with Andrew Bailey and they've been in touch for a bit shows that one, the Red Sox were interested in him for a while and were in discussions with him for a while. For two, it shows that Giolito feels comfortable around Bailey, which can allow him to feel more comfortable working with him and be open to critiques from him on his pitching style and the way he's approaching the game. And three, it shows that Bailey is getting to know him and forming that early connection with him to the point where he can start to identify some things about him that may be best as an approach This applies for any job. We all are different. We all learn differently and we all take feedback differently. And being able to hone in on other people's personalities and giving them feedback in a way that they're able to accept it and understand it and then go and make it better is huge. And Bailey, I said this initially when the Red Sox hired him, One thing I really like about the guy is that seeming apparent connection that he has with the pitchers where they feel comfortable and individually, he's measuring everybody on a scale to figure out individually how they can grow and improve. And the fact that he and Giolito have been having conversations for a few weeks already makes me inclined to believe that Giolito is comfortable working with him and is happy that he's the guy the Red Sox have in there that can help elevate his game. So this already is seeming like it could be a good match, Giolito and Boston. Obviously, I don't want to, you know, get too ahead of myself and try to speak something into existence that isn't there. But I do think based on his attitude alone and that connection, he's already starting to develop with Andrew Bailey from a pitching standpoint, those are all promising signs and setting him up to succeed here. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited to see him throw some pitches in spring training, kind of see where he's at and how we can contribute with this team. but. Andrew Bailey seems like he's going to be a great fit here, and hopefully he can get Giolito back to a point where he's being very productive in about a middle part of the rotation. So those were two very solid statements that stood out to me from Giolito. And another thing that stands out to me is the fact that the Red Sox are rumored to shop their closer this offseason. Should they move him? You'll find out next. Do you love sports betting? Do you find sports betting annoying because so many people are talking about it all the time? Either way, I totally understand why you would feel the way that you do, but FanDuel absolutely has you covered. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays, find bets in the new Explore tab, make a parlay in the Parlay Hub the best way to find popular parlays, and more. So, visit fanduel.com slash lockdown and make your first bet a layup. Fanduel, official partner of the NFL. Fanduel is so much fun. I see my fiance sitting on that app constantly when we're at home, sitting on the couch watching sports. You can absolutely make the most of it and win a lot of money. What you can also make the most of is the Serious XM app. If you download it, you can search Red Sox and get the home broadcast of every game. So, you don't have to worry about missing a single pitch. So, it'll actually generate that home radio broadcast of all the Red Sox games for you. So if you can't watch it live, you can at least listen. So it's definitely a nice thing to have if you don't want to feel like you're missing out on any games. The Boston Red Sox signed Kenley Jansen this past offseason going into 2023 to a short-term deal because they were at the point where they really didn't have a true closer since Craig Kimbrell was in Boston Jansen is the first legitimate closer the Red Sox have had that time in between then they were kind of platooning people trying out different pitchers to pitch in the closing spot including Tanner Houck and while that seems to be something that maybe could unlock a new potential in a player. It's not always the best way to go about locking down your pitchers for your pitching staff and not knowing who's going to pitch where can be very detrimental when you're trying to build a roster. So Kenley Jansen comes in and I was pretty happy about it because, yes, he's not the same Kenley Jansen right now that he was in L.A., but he is still a closer, and he was able to get the job done a lot of the time in Boston. Although, again, he wasn't absolute nails, he still did what he had to do. In 2023, he ended the season with a 3.63 earned run average, which— Obviously, isn't bad, but for a closer, you do want to see that number a little bit lower. He did blow a few saves, and it was an absolute roller coaster ride because even when he got the job done, sometimes it was a little bit scary because he'd allow base runners and didn't always pitch a clean outing. His walk percentage in 2023 was a 9.0% with a 27.7% K percentage over 44.2 innings pitched. These numbers are not screaming dominance to me like he used to be, but I wasn't really asking for that. I I didn't need the Kenley Jansen that was absolutely dominant like he was in L.A. For comparison, in 2023, he averaged about 10.48 strikeouts per nine innings. As opposed to earlier on in his career, when he was averaging about fourteen point three six strikeouts per nine in twenty seventeen, so he's definitely degressed from that standpoint. But he's still, at the end of the day, is a closer, and I'd prefer a legitimate closer in that position over somebody else who's not a legitimate closer. Now. I'm not saying they shouldn't trade Jansen, but I think they should only do it if the return is exactly what they're looking for. My guess for the Red Sox possibly wanting to trade Jansen is maybe because they feel like they want to move him and then move somebody else into the closing spot and get a young, controllable starting pitcher in the deal would be my guess. They would try to create it so that the return is a young starting pitcher, and then they would maybe have somebody like Garrett Whitlock or Tanner Houck try to close games. So that might be a possibility, or they might trade him as leverage to try to get, you know, another right-handed bat that's elite to balance out the lineup. So the question becomes, where are the Red Sox at with where they want to spend in free agency? Do they want to spend on somebody like Teoscar Hernandez to come into the outfield and be another right-handed bat that helps balance out the lineup? Or do they want to spend on a high-end starting pitcher that can be at the top of that rotation and really help dominate and win a lot of games for Boston? Or are they not planning to spend money In free agency on either and a look to the trade market and that's why they're looking to shop Jansen so there's a lot of different directions that this can go but at the end of the day I would rather keep Jansen than move him just because the Red Sox felt like he needed to be moved I think there's more that you can get out of him for another year I don't think he digressed to the point where he's Absolutely done. Will it be a struggle for him sometimes? Absolutely. But I could totally see the Red Sox saying, yeah, we're going to give Whitlock or Hauk a chance to close games by moving Kenley Jansen. If they do decide to move him, the most logical option to me is to move Chris Martin into the closing role because he absolutely dominated out of the eighth inning spot. Last year, that was his spot. He was that bridge guy before Jansen came in. And if he can do that job really well, he can probably close games really well, too. So that would be my choice to move into that closing role if they do trade Jansen. But the whole reason for the Red Sox getting Kenley Jansen in the first place was because they needed a legitimate closer again and they didn't have one since Kimbrell, and not having a legitimate closer has hurt them a lot over the last few seasons, and I thought they were turning the page with that. Yes, I knew Kenley wasn't a long-term solution, but I thought he was a good one for the next couple of years, and then they try to maybe get younger and trade for a younger stud closer, but the reality at the end of the day is if they want to move Kenley Jansen, then they're going to try to move Kenley Jansen. But I would just be worried that they'd be back at where they were before, where they're struggling again to win games because they don't have a legitimate closer. How often did we see during the 2022 season when the Red Sox lost close games in the last inning or two, because they didn't have a legitimate closer to come in. And yes, the 2023 season was a struggle for the Red Sox, but Jansen was actually one of the brighter spots on the team, all things considering. He won more than he lost. He didn't blow nearly as many saves as people might like to think he did. He had some very, very strong outings. And if the Red Sox keep him on the roster, he's going to help leverage that bullpen because by trading him, the Red Sox are putting pressure on another pitcher to step into that closing role. And not every pitcher is built to be a closer. That's why so few closers are as successful as they are in that role, because it takes so much pressure to be able to go out there and pitch. Well, if you're trying to save a game in the ninth inning and keep your team's one run lead or two run lead or three run lead, because Only a couple mistakes and you can completely blow the game. So it doesn't take any pitcher to just go out there and be able to do that role. So if the Red Sox do decide to trade Jansen, I would hope that whoever they have come in and close out games can be effective out of that spot. Martin would be my choice, but they might say they would prefer a Tanner Houck or a Garrett Whitlock type of pitcher in that spot. Ultimately, at the end of the day, do I think it's a good or bad idea to trade Jansen? If I had to say, considering everything, I think it's better to keep him. But again, if the package is right and it's a deal that the Red Sox just really can't refuse, then trade him. And especially if there's starting pitching involved in the deal, if it's a controllable young starting pitcher, that would give me something that would be like, okay, we probably should do this because the Red Sox need somebody in their rotation like that, or a pitching prospect who is a very highly rated prospect that the Red Sox could work with and could be leveraged in their system later on. So those are the only two reasons why I would absolutely move Kenley Jansen. Otherwise I'm thinking, keep him on the roster for now because him being a legitimate closer and having so much experience with that and just how elite he really truly was throughout most of his career, that could be a bright spot for Boston in 2024, but only they can decide that and we'll probably know soon. So we'll see. Coming up, the Red Sox did have to make room on the 40-man roster to fit Lucas Giolito. So what was that move that they made? I'll be talking about it next. Next. Lockdown has launched the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. This is so exciting for the Lockdown Network because nobody else does this. Lockdown is the only network that has a 24-7 sports streaming channel. So no matter what time zone you're in or where you're at, you don't have to miss out on anything sports related. You can get all caught up on everything without having to scroll through Twitter. And there will always be somebody talking about what's going on. So subscribe to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube. You won't be disappointed. You also won't be disappointed if you download the SiriusXM app because it means you don't have to miss a single Red Sox game. Isn't that great? I know you diehards out there are happy about this. So if you download the SiriusXM app, it'll generate the home broadcast of every Red Sox game for you if you just search the team on the app. And that way, if you're driving home late from work or you're out doing errands like grocery shopping, you can put those headphones in and listen to the game, even though you can't sit and watch it live. So you can be productive and do your real adult things that we all have to do in life. But also be tuning into the game. So, download the Sirius XM app today. And don't forget, you can subscribe to Locked On Red Sox wherever you listen to podcasts at any time on any platform for free. Locked On is your team every day. I am here to talk about all Red Sox news and whether it's good or not, we'll still have fun. So, Subscribe to the show, share it with your friends and family, and let's continue the conversation about the Boston Red Sox because they, despite the frustrations the last few years, are still the best team in the world to follow. When the Red Sox acquired starting pitcher Lucas Giolito and they signed him to a $38.5 million deal with an opt-out option after the first year, they needed to make room for him on the 40-man roster. So the corresponding move for them was they DFA'd Mauricio Jovera. Now, if you don't know what DFA means, it basically stands for designated for assignment, and it means the players immediately removed from his club's 40-man roster. So by DFAing him, that automatically means they could immediately place Giolito on the roster and take Jovera off of it. So within seven days of that transaction happening, the player can either be traded or placed on outright, outright or unconditional release waivers. If the player does end up getting claimed off waivers by another team, he's immediately added to that team's 40 man roster, at which point he can then be optioned to the minor leagues if he has minor league options remaining or assigned to his new team's 26 man roster. If the player clears, outright waivers and nobody claims him he can be assigned outright to the minor leagues but that player can basically then decide they don't want to go to the minors if they have more than five years of major league service and then they could opt to go to free agency instead so essentially what all of that means is the red sox removed him from the 40-man roster and teams can now claim him off waivers, which I'm sure somebody will. He wasn't the best reliever that the Red Sox had, but he did get the job done sometimes when he was out there. He was acquired from the San Francisco Giants in a cash deal in July, and then went on to toss 29 and two thirds innings over 25 appearances after coming to Boston with a 546 ERA in that time. Previously, he had spent time with the Phillies and Giants and now has 59 innings of MLB experience with a 580 ERA. So he hasn't been that great in the majors, but played much better in the minors, which I think is why the Phillies and Giants maybe saw some upside in him was because of his performances in the minors, but that didn't translate as well to the majors. And when he came to Boston. It was essentially one and the same. He had a couple outings where he looked very solid, but a lot of times where he looked really shaky and the Red Sox gave him a lot of chances. But ultimately this makes sense as the move to me that the Red Sox would make in order to put um, their new starting pitcher on the roster because Giolito hopefully is going to be somebody who Red Sox fans can be excited about. And we weren't necessarily excited about Joe Vera. So essentially he is going to be given the opportunity to go to a different team and hopefully that works out for him. But he did finish the season with a 489 ERA. That's comparing both his time with the Giants and the Red Sox. I'm not upset by it when it comes to DFA'ing a player to make room for somebody else, you have to think about players who have had less of an impact on the team. And when looking at the Red Sox bullpen depth heading into 2024, Jovera was somebody to me who wasn't always the most consistent. And when the Red Sox are trying to improve the roster for this upcoming season, they want to keep the guys who were more consistent. And as much as I thought he had some upside when the Red Sox brought him in from the Giants, I knew by the fact that they didn't really give much to San Francisco in the deal that it wasn't really a deal that the Red Sox were incredibly high on. He wasn't somebody the Red Sox really valued acquiring super heavily and he wasn't somebody that San Francisco saw as somebody worth a lot for. So that alone is something that is always good to keep in mind when you're looking at these trades and what teams are getting from them. The more that a team gives up, the more that player is valued by their previous club. So the Giants, I don't think were really sold on keeping him. The Red Sox, I think, really just did it because they wanted more bullpen depth. And that was really it. So in order to make room for Giolito, they DFA Jovera. I'm curious to see if anybody does claim him. He really didn't have a lot of time in Boston to get himself acclimated and show what he could do. So from that standpoint, there might be more in the tank that he has. And maybe going elsewhere with more preparation can allow him to get himself acclimated to the environment that he's in since he'll have spring training. When you go to a team in the middle of the season, it's a lot harder to acclimate yourself. So in Boston, he didn't really get to show much upside. I think there's, you know, a lot of different reasons for that. But the Red Sox made a good choice in who they removed from the 40-man roster in order to make room for Lucas Giolito. And I'm hoping that now the next step is the Red Sox make another big move to help improve the roster because obviously we really need that and it's super important. So we'll have to see what happens there, but don't forget to download the Sirius XM app and search Red Sox. So you can get the home broadcast of every Red Sox game straight to your phone without having to miss anything. It's fantastic. And also subscribe to locked on sports today on YouTube so that you can have access to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel without having to worry about missing anything. It's great. So check that out today. Download the SiriusXM app today. As always, keep the faith, go Red Sox, and I will catch you on the flip side.